like um, Jumoke said, we just wanted to freestyle as much as possible, then just talk about a few things. Let me quickly read through them, then you can pick it up from there. The first okay. one is that uh, the first one is the night market as an urban informality, with specific reference to night markets in the city of Lagos. And then, what are your thoughts on the market as an archive of informalities and alternative knowledge system? Um, we wanted to talk about this freely. The professional knowledge of what some um, night market is all about, then how can this knowledge be transferred? For example, I, I have this knowledge of some of these markets, especially in the rural part of the Yoruba region. Some of these markets are being transferred from generation to generation. Some mothers or children, daughters will inherit their mother's call and like that for generations, five, six generations have been inheriting stores and market stands. So how can we better preserve this knowledge and uh, what are your thoughts and knowledge on night markets considering Lagos as a case study? Okay. Okay, so markets generally, you know, beyond places of transaction and exchange in our local communities or in our local context, also at also places of historic and cultural heritage. For example, most of the traditional markets in Lagos Island are also um, places where the shrines are. And in some instances, the Ayo masquerade must go to pay obeisance at those markets, the shrines within those markets before going on their display. So um, markets generally are part of our culture and they are places of meeting, they are places of interaction. Generally speaking, um, economic enterprises are also things that are passed from generation to generation. And that's why you see that, at least in the Yoruba context, you find out that certain families trade in certain goods. In Abel Kuta until very recently, certain families traded or um, were the crafts people with the Adire. So specific families were known for particular designs and things like that until modernization occurred and everything was expanded. The same with the night market. Some of them are cultural constructs, you know, and, um, but um, in the context of, a, of the city of Lagos in particular, a lot of them rose as a result of um, number one, you know, traffic. So markets generally closed, you know, sunrise to sunset. And so after sunset, people are unable to get their basic needs. And so people started, you know, coming up with these uh, markets for which people heading home after work are able to get, you know, little things that they need maybe to prepare their dinners and things like that. And then they became institutions. So you're sure in certain areas that a market you know, you're sure of a market in certain places. Take, for example, in Niwaya, there is a community market that started as a night market. It is still called Niwaya Night Market, but it is now a 24-hour market. The only thing is that it is more 
active, you know, from about 5 p.m. Essentially, also, sometimes you have people with stalls in the regular market coming to display their wares for the last minute purchases. So it's the, the night market rose, you know, out of necessity, but um, it has now become a fixture in the, in the community, in our cityscape. Another type of market that we can consider a night market is the itinerant hawking that comes along with traffic. Usually the one that occurs in the, at the close of work is more active than the one that occurs at the, in the early morning hours. Usually in the early morning hours, it's limited to those selling um, radio cassettes and, um, or CDs and um, perhaps um, newspapers and sometimes snacks. But in the evening, you could, bu you could buy whatever you want on Lagos um, streets, you know, in the evening market that comes up in traffic. So what, what I will say is that this market has evolved, but it is evolving essentially in response to the lived experiences of people and the demand for their services. And yes, they are informal. Yes, they are most of them are micro scale. In fact, practically all of them are micro scale. Most of them are located on the street corners. And so they present a challenge for the urban planning authorities. Some of them are considered illegal. Some of them come up and um, experience displacement or demolition as the case may be. A case in point, for example, are the food sellers on Victoria Island that come out in response to those who go to the nightclubs or to those, to the taxi drivers who are waiting for passengers at the nightclubs. So you find out that there's this alternative economy that doesn't respond to the socioeconomic class that is resident in that area. I speak specifically of those ones who come onto our lower road in Ikoyi and are in Victoria Island in the nighttime. They are there specifically to cater for the service providers of the elite, you know. And it's quite, it's kind of um, an economy that is unseen. However, it is an economy that is essential to the running of the city and it helps in the survival, you know, of the very lowest cater of our, you know, of our city. Another category of night traders, you know, will say will be the food sellers. They are all over the city. You, you find food sellers, some of them come out at night, like the suya sellers and all of that, take up strategic positions all over the city because they are providing a service that is required. And um, unfortunately, you know, they bear this toga while they are part of this, the urban fabric. They are often unrecognized. And when they are seen, you know, the, the cast of illegality is um, placed upon them, irrespective of the service that they're offering. Thank you very much. So I wanted to ask if you had anything specific to Obalende and uh, the reason being that, you know, when you look at um, 
how you know the market is also uh, the first of all the historical uh, context of the market you know evolved from uh, moving soldiers you know uh, who had returned from the bomber war and who were looking who were displaced you know from their original quarters uh, onto that space uh, but then it, it is also situated next to uh, the Koei cemetery which in essence also speaks to uh, when you think about the cultural uh, you know, um, idea around night market, specifically when night market are considered a space of different dimensions, you know, between, uh, you know, uh, the afterlife and, and, and the therein, you know, so it's kind of like, how, how, how is that uh, something that was planned, you know, is that something that occurred naturally? Uh, because when we looked at it, we were wondering that how, how come this is, you know, it's, it's very uh, interesting. Okay, with regards to that, um, I, I think that the market there is, is also something that evolved in response to the demand. And then there, you know, the, the, the myths around marketplaces are where the living and the dead also interact. Mm -hmm. You know, I think particularly in the Yoruba culture, mm -hmm. I guess because of the density of um, people. So the, the, the Araru, as they, as they will be called, will be um, unrecognizable, you know, and I think that speaks generally to the melting pot, you know, the diversity that is, um, that manifests in the marketplaces. Um, while I'm, I'm not sure about if there are, you know, direct links to um, your Balindi market, another thing that I can point out is that even the kinds of businesses that are running in modern day Obalinde, the, the kinds of commercial enterprises that are running in modern day um, Obalinde nightlife, it's also quite transitionary. Hmm. So, you know, the, the prostitution and all of that, during the day, there is no, really no evidence of that. And then that of the city just picks, takes up another, uh, another, you know, manifestation in the night, you know, and it's still tight, still, you know, transactional and all of that. So perhaps, you know, the, the more cultural interpretations is getting manifestation in modern life with what we're seeing, you know, the transitionary nature of how the urban space, you know, continues to shift between day and night and all of that. And um, with closeness to the, to the cemeteries, you know, from what we learn from the myths, it is the souls that are not resting, that mm. come out, mm. you know. So um, perhaps there's something to learn from that. Maybe um, uh, uh, scholars who are more um, knowledgeable about the Yoruba culture and mysticism will be able to provide some more alternative but i'm just able to pull you know that the linkage between what we learned traditionally and what is manifesting in that area yeah thank you so much dr taiba this has been really really helpful thank you for being part of this project uh and we are going to call on you again you know because this is not the end of it this is just an aspect of it which we're documenting uh, but there will be an actual presentation of the project you know, at a later date, and we're going to contact you uh, because we would like you to also be part of that as well. 
So thank you very much okay. for being part of this aspect of thank it. Thank you. All right then. Okay. All very best. Safe travel. All right then. Thank you. you. Okay, oh, then. Bye. Bye. Thank you very much. All right. Speak soon. Cheers. Oh. Bye. Bye, Dr. Taiba. Thank you. Have a wonderful evening. Right. Thank, thank you. you. I wish you the same. Bye. Okay.